Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish tech news. Welcome, everybody, to the Irish Tech News Podcast. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, host of The Crypto Corner, where I interview founders, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, you name it, in crypto and blockchain globally. And today I have an amazing guest. His name is Armel Leslie. He is a partner at Peaks Strategies. Uh, Armel, welcome. Hey, Jamil. Good to be here and uh, good to talk to you on a rainy day. I know we're neighbors in, uh, in Fairfield County. Uh, yes, we are, and and I think the sun just came out. Um, so let's uh, let's kick things off. Uh, the first question I'll ask is is this: It's simple. What is your background, and is it a logical background for what you're doing now? Uh, yeah, so I moved to the United States in uh, 1994, and I went to college at uh, Baruch College, which is part of the City University of of New York system. And actually, my final year. I was lucky enough to work at the press office at Baruch, and we had some some interesting announcements to make as well. So that kind of got me uh, able to uh, you know to get into PR once I finished college, and I linked up with with a guy named Tom Wallach, uh, who's been uh, an employee, you know, a, a boss of mine or a partner of mine for about eighteen of, of the last twenty one years. So you know the logical way that I kind of got into the space was was through college. Uh, and then uh, with Tom, we built up a PR agency called Wallach and Associates for about 12, 13 years. And we were very involved in the uh, alternative investment space, kind of the hedge fund space, private equity. Uh, and through that, really got into, into capital markets in a big way. Uh, and fast forward to today at Peaks Strategies, another boutique firm that myself and Tom are partnering on. Uh, it got us into the, you know, call it the crypto space slash digital asset space uh you know my experience and it began about five years ago and uh, it's been a it's been a great ride awesome so uh let's talk about peaks strategies um what is it all about what do you guys do uh what's your focus um and your initiatives today yeah so peaks is again it's a beat it's a boutique pr firm uh tom is tom is the managing partner i'm a partner uh, we have about, about five full-time employees, and then we we employ kind of a list of uh, preferred, uh, you know, vendors and 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 freelancers as as needed. So we like to keep it kind of small and uh, and nimble. Uh, we are essentially a, a PR agency uh, that helps our clients kind of build and and maintain a brand in the marketplace. Uh, I would say we focus mainly, if you kind of look at at PR and in terms of owned, earned, and paid initiatives i would say we focus mainly on the earned aspects of that of that kind of venn diagram uh, and helping our clients kind of get inserted uh into the media uh as opposed to you know taking out advertisements and and paying to you know speak on panels and and everything else so you know 80 percent of what we do is, is good old-fashioned media relations which is which is amazing because that hasn't changed that much over the last 20 years, uh, while so much else has changed. And I would say the other 20% is really kind of being a, a driver of content for clients, 
uh, and helping them kind of uh, get that content out on their on their own channels uh, and amplifying it on on, on social media, etc. So that's the earned model. What are the other two models? Well, earned, yeah. I mean, again, earned is kind of us helping insert our clients since the press, and and owned is really clients using their own channels, uh, websites, blogs, social media channels to to push things out to, to their audience. Uh, and you know, that's the one thing that has changed uh, massively over the last twenty years is that anyone, in essence, can be their own publisher. I mean, you are you are hosting a podcast right now, right? You are you are your own publisher. And obviously, there's there's lots of work to be done on, on the back end and, and distribution and, and everything else. But uh, in reality, uh, people don't need third party outlets these days to get their views across. They can go on their own social media channels. They can go on their own websites. They can go on their own blog uh, and they can kick their thoughts out. They can kick their news out, uh, obviously. And uh, again, the fact that we're still obviously very, very busy and, and thriving the fact that people still need the third-party media uh, coverage and endorsements is, uh, is, is refreshing. And again, that's the one part of the, of the landscape that, that hasn't changed that much. I understand. Thank you. Um, so let's dive into that a little bit. Um, what does, um, you know, crypto is an emerging market still, you know, um, and very much so. So what does PR look like in the emerging crypto industry? Yeah, well, it's, it's very interesting, and and uh, you know we, we were lucky. Well, I, you know we were lucky enough to kind of get in immersed into the space a while ago, and and obviously have kind of found our feet and our, our niche. I mean, we really because of our capital markets background, uh, we were never seen as a as a pure you know crypto firm. Uh, so we didn't get involved in in ICOs and and promoting those sorts of things. Most of our clients really are involved. In, in kind of what we call the rails of crypto, building the infrastructure behind crypto, uh, whether it's compliance and regulatory, you know, trade bodies, whether it's clearing and settlement, whether it's brokerage, uh, market making, all those sorts of things. So we were really able to kind of leverage uh, our capital markets background and then getting up to speed pretty quickly on the crypto side uh, to, to, you know, to kind of build a good, a good kind of uh, niche in that space. We're also involved in the digital asset security space and, and the NFT space and a number of different spaces. I mean, I would say the the landscape for crypto, you know, is as uh, as frantic as you know as the as the price of uh, of cryptocurrencies on a on a daily basis. I mean, things are things are happening, uh, you know, on a, a rapidly. Uh, there is a lot of competition. Uh, both, both for you know other agencies out there. There's a lot of news. There's a, a lot of velocity, uh, and as you know, you know there's a there's a new unicorn seemingly minted on a on a weekly basis, uh, and a lot of news flow. So you know it's very challenging uh, and competitive to get our clients uh, immersed into that immersed into that space. So I want to know how you do it because when I do it. Um, I think I'm on top of everything. I think I'm ahead of the game. And then I interview founders and thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and I'm like, wow, I need to catch up. So how do you navigate it? Yeah, look, I mean, it, as you know, there's there's so much there's so much going on. I mean, and, and each of our clients is obviously, you know, different and, and have their own idiosyncratic, uh, you know, you know, value adds and everything else. But we kind of approach PR in a three pronged way. One is obviously leveraging hard news and announcements as best we can uh, and, and kind of maximizing 
how we get those out through exclusives, embargoes, or, or and in addition, you know, just broadly. Uh, but you know, hard news is is only one leg of the stool, and you cannot put something out there and then go to sleep for a couple of months. So we kind of make sure that we're staying out with our clients on a regular a regular basis. We have a regular cadence of ways to stay top of mind. Uh, so the second leg of the stool is is the thought leadership, is the content that we've spoken about, where we're helping clients both create and curate what they have uh, and helping them get that out there, you know, placing placing bylined articles in the press, helping them write white papers, helping them get involved in in, in kind of longer form thought leadership pieces like like blogs, such as what you do and, and broadcast and, and other mediums. Uh, and the third part of the puzzle, which is probably the most, uh, uh, you know, which which keeps things kind of ticking over, uh, you know, mostly uh, is is just expert expert sourcing, where our clients are seen as experts in their specific field, uh, their specific kind of portion within crypto, within digital assets, and we're kind of making them available uh, to talk about certain topics, either very kind of uh, unique to their space or kind of punching above their weights a little bit and and, uh, and talking at a higher level. So that's what our job is, is to keep them out there, to keep harnessing our relationships, to making sure that they're kind of you know front and center and, and thought of uh, as as good, relevant, smart sources when when media are obviously writing articles uh, on a daily basis about what's happening in the space, what's happening with prices, what's happening with infrastructure, what's happening with regulation, uh, and the list goes on. Right. So that leads me into my next question. Um, you know, with all these, with all the areas of expertise, and since everybody has their own skills, and you know, it's a wide open field right now. How do you assess uh, industry trends? You know, um, and how do you do it at in terms of, of competition in the space? And then as far as the velocity of information being thrown in the market? Yeah, look, as you say, you know, the, I think the word velocity is a is a good one because, you know, there's there's just so much happening right now. And you look at the NFT space and and what's happening, what's happened just in the last you know three months, it's it's hard to keep up. But I think really kind of what our job is as, as communications professionals is kind of twofold. It's, it's, to tr it's, it's, it's to try and kind of cut through the clutter, cut through the noise, uh, and really kind of take what our clients are doing uh, and make it relevant. You know, and, and we always, uh, you know, Tom Wallach, my partner, was a former journalist, uh, and, and he kind of comes out of that school, uh, you know, and he taught me very, very early on, you know, before you call a reporter or, or pitch a reporter, expect them to say, so what? And if you cannot answer that question uh, and and make you know and, and make something relevant in today's in today's marketplace, then then it, there's no point moving further. So again, what we have to do is again cut through the clutter, uh, find ways to make our clients relevant, uh, and and find ways to answer the so what, uh, and make sure that again we're kind of inserting ourselves into the conversation or or, or even you know thinking about things before they happen and, and forecasting and. and uh, you know, being a bit bold, being a bit contrarian, uh, and kind of you know getting out there and and again trying to to uh, to break through that clutter. Right. So that makes perfect sense to me. Um, on this, on your side, I can see that definitely. How do the listeners and readers that you're trying to reach? How are they able to cut through the clutter? So that they can listen to the message that you're that you have and that your clients have. What what recommendations do you have for people 
you know, new to the space or trying to read what to read? Um, how can they navigate these waters? Yeah, look, I mean, as you know, there's there's so much information, and you know, it's it's hard it's hard not to get you know sensory overload with all the you know with all the websites that are out there and digital and and print and and broadcast and and everything else. But I think you know ultimately uh, that's where that's where brand comes into the picture, right? Firms that have established themselves uh, as being uh, credible brands, uh, not just by you know the, the size and scope of the business, but again, what they're bringing to the marketplace, uh, you know, that is highly valuable. And you know, what we often tell clients is, you know, you also have to, you know, think about promotion second, think about education first, right? If you're willing to educate people about what you're doing and why it matters and, and what the big picture is, then then people will will buy into that again, and 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 you'll be one of those sources that people come to, uh, as opposed to the other ten thousand people that are out there. So I think the firms that are leading with education, that are kind of taking that role and not just always being you know shameless promoters and and uh, and pumping their own product or, or what have you, I think ultimately will kind of rise to the top and and be seen as and be seen as credible, especially the people who are learning about the space uh, and, and trying to get up to speed. And again, that's where the thought leadership comes in, the white papers, you know, the, the, the bylined articles, thinking about other multimedia ways to explain what they're doing, right? Uh, you know, video and infographics and everything else. And, and ultimately, what often happens in the space is you have a lot of very, very smart people, obviously, who are in the space and a lot of technologists and, and computer scientists uh, and and what we often you know really help them do is is to boil boil the language down to to something that's that's understandable and and uh, and something you know people can grasp right uh, you know I was talking to someone yesterday who's rolling out this this, this NFT based platform uh, and clearly you know the words that we're using were just going over my head so you know we work together to kind of again boil that down uh, you know the the litmus test is always will a grandmother in a story of queens understand this right and and uh, and if not you know you really have to think about ways to 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 make it clear so again i think the firms that will that will rise to the top and be seen as be seen as leaders uh will be people who are who are self-publishing uh who are obviously speaking to the press saying smart things uh and again being thoughtful uh and not just uh and not just pumping their own uh their own product. There's a lot of that <laughs> still. Um, the one of the things that that there hasn't been a lot of, and I'm interested in your take on this, because back in 2017, I I read 5,000 of them and wrote a few. Is the use of white papers? Um, it seems like to me they hadn't been used. You're, you're you're saying that you write them for your clients. So how do you use them today? How's that changed in the last four years? Yeah, look, I mean, I think the way it's changed is when someone uses the term white paper. It's no longer it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a seven page 5,000 word paper right uh, you know it, it could be it could be a couple pages with some in, interesting infographics and interesting links and and, and video and, and kind of other multimedia ways to kind of get the points across okay but I think the you know and also white papers also kind of have a negative connotation by way of a lot of the ICOs which never which never panned out we're obviously just kind of sold on ideas and and uh, and sold on on white papers. So I don't want to confuse those white papers with with more kind of thought leadership 
uh, as to what we're doing and you know and and writing articles i mean we're talking about 800 to 1500 words here we're not talking about you know 7000 words but again it's really about boiling things down being succinct being clear uh, and helping people understand uh you know what's happening and 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 what the big picture is uh you know and people often you know i've i've tried to get you know friends and, and colleagues involved in crypto which i've been lucky enough to get involved in you know you know years ago because i was introduced to the space and they all kind of asked me do you understand the software behind it and you know do you understand everything else and i said you know no but i understand the big picture right i understand why this is an asset class that is good that is growing why institutional investors are going to come into the space are going to allocate i understand the infrastructure that's being built around us to be a, a sustainable asset class so you know that's what you have to that's what you have to get out there you have to kind of sell the big picture uh before you before you're going to get too granular uh you know as to the ins and outs of, of how everything works because only five percent of people in the space really you know, really get the science and software behind behind what's going on. I agree. Um, I'm a big picture guy too. Um, and uh, I'm just started to learn a little bit of solidity. So um, that's four years later, but you said big picture. And with any big picture, there are opportunities and there are challenges, right? What do you see still as the opportunities and the challenges in, in the space? Yeah, look, I mean, I think that I think the challenge is clearly, you know, it's 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 getting more and more crowded. It's getting more and more competitive. Uh, so you have not just the, you know, not just the native, uh, you know, crypto crypto people being out there who have built a good name for themselves. But now you're getting, you know, the more traditional players who are moving into the space. You know, the the JP Morgans of the world, the Wells Fargo's of the world, who are who are putting out reports and and putting out. Uh, you know, price recommendations on crypto and, and everything else. So clearly the challenge is that the universe is getting bigger and it's not just a, a dozen, you know, native crypto early movers who are now seen as thought leaders, but it's it's, it's many other people, you know, who are now moving over from, from traditional finance, uh, you know, into the crypto world and, and kind of encroaching on that as well. So that's a challenge. Again, there's, there's just more people, you know, wising up to what's going on and realizing that, you know, that this is a real a real thing that's not going away. Uh, I think the one opportunity, you know, and then on the opportunity side, I think you know there's there's always there's always room uh, again as this as this industry as this asset class emerges uh, again for people to really kind of capture and find you know their niche uh, in in terms of where do they fit in the ecosystem uh, you know as a brand personal brand or or as a company and 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 how can they kind of elaborate on that and again you know the the rails, the infrastructure is still being built. So again, a lot of our clients speak about the building out of the of the ecosystem, uh, and I think you know there's still certainly you know is room for people to be talking about you know talking about that you know what's being built out, what's next, what still has to happen for this to really be an institutional grade uh, asset class. Uh, you know there certainly is is room for that. And look, I mean always uh, you know the there's certainly opportunities for people who who are willing to you know go out on a limb and and make you know some 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 big predictions about price and 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 other things uh you know and there's certainly there's certainly all those folks out there but i think the safe the safer route is really just to kind of find your find your niche in the ecosystem uh, and find ways to kind of tell people uh why it's you know why it's so 
why it's so important and and uh, you know such an important you know uh, you know peg within the uh, the overall industry. Great. So I have two last questions. Uh, the first one is this: is uh, there are you know there are you know ten thousand or so I don't even know anymore how many coins there are globally. Um, but you said there there is room to grow uh, to bring institutions on board. Um, and I just wanted to find out once once again what what you think some of those areas of potential opportunity from the institutional rails and bin side uh, could be. Yeah, look again. I mean, we work with clients again who are who are brokers, who are market makers, who are who are working on on clearing and settlement technology on on all sorts of things. So again, as these as these things all come together, institutional investors, you know, will get will get more comfortable. And I think there's a lot of a lot of indications and, and proof that institutional investors are getting involved. Uh, you know, we are actually getting a lot more inquiries from asset managers who are who are launching, you know, funds where they are managing, you know, digital assets and 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 raising money. We do have a, a client right now who's involved in, in in venture capital and and uh and raising capital to invest in in, in blockchain projects and, and other protocols. So so that's all kind of institutional money. Uh, you know, you listen to people like like Anthony Scaramucci at Skybridge, who, who launched a fund, and he certainly is seeing institutional capital, you know, flowing in. So I think I think that process has already started, but I think you know, obviously, it can uh, it can grow uh, and uh, and and helping to you know helping to kind of fill in the blanks to make people you know comfortable will will only help that scale up. Uh, and remember, I mean, a, a, an institution. If big institutional players just commit one percent, two percent of their portfolio into the space, you know, you're talking, you're talking about you know hundreds of hundreds of billions of dollars, you know, even trillions of dollars. So, um, you know, it's just getting people comfortable enough to kind of dip their toe in uh, and realize that this is not something that they can ignore, uh, and and that obviously really kind of changes the uh, the landscape. See, I agree. Um, thank you. So my last question is uh, actually I want to thank you very much for your time today. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Um, I enjoyed speaking with you. And my last question is this: How can people find out more information about you, about Peak Strategies, about what you do? How can they do that? Sure. I mean, uh, our website is peaksstrategies.com. People can find me on on LinkedIn, where I'm quite active. Uh, on Twitter, uh, on Telegram. I mean, any of the uh, any of the in any of the usual tools but we're definitely uh definitely findable definitely re reachable uh and uh you know again really really enjoying the space we've always been involved in again call it alternative kind of uh you know assets and and uh and and kind of off the run uh you know bringing kind of off the run uh you know concepts into the marketplace and, and kind of high growth high growth areas and obviously the the crypto digital asset space uh, you know, really exemplifies that. So, so uh, happy to connect and and e easily findable and uh, and uh, would love to talk. Awesome, thank you very much for your time today, Jamil. Thanks, and uh, we'll have to connect in uh, in Fairfield County. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook. 
facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.